Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter's out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. Ahoy, mateys. Ooh, ahoy. You're sailing in the wrong... Or no, that's like Western hybrid. He's not sailing in the wrong sea. <laughs> yeah. No, we want them to be sailing in the right sea because they made it here. Oh, okay. I, when you said ahoy, though, all I think of is the song Daddy by Tiny Meat Gang and... Oh, yeah. Wait, you know that part where in the background it's like, ahoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't talk about that enough. We don't. That collab that was whenever... really something. It really was. Whenever someone says anything about poker, I always go, I like to play poker. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually ridiculous that that happened in retrospect. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Anyways. Well, uh, you are navigating TDHC, the C of yeah. <laughs> two degrees hotter. On the and... SS hotties. <laughs> oh, love that. Um, and this week we're coming at you with another Reddit reactions episode. And this one kind of organically happened to lean mainly family stories, which yeah. is some of the best types of drama. Uh, it really is. I just love, I love some piping hot tea. Um, and I love some family drama and I feel like my own family, and this is, you know, probably very good for me in the long run is not super dramatic. Mm-hmm. So I love feeding into someone else's family drama. So I'm very yeah. excited for this. Agree. Yeah. I feel like, you know, just having a smaller family that doesn't have a ton of drama. Um, yeah. But we've got some crazy stories. So we will get into those shortly. Um, we don't want to get too far into this episode without acknowledging the events that are happening in Israel and Palestine. This is the first time that we've recorded since the incident. So, you know, definitely not naive to the fact it might be on a lot of people's minds. A lot of people might be affected and impacted in different ways. I personally have family actually in that area. So definitely something that's on my mind and my family's mind. And we just wanted to say like, while the political situation is very nuanced and generally pretty polarizing, I think something that we can all align on is the fact that civilians should not have to pay the price for these types of conflict. So we have some resources that we're going to link. Yeah. So we have some links um, for civilian aid specifically from some places that are pretty unbiased. So, you know, regardless on where you may stand on the situation, these are great places to donate, knowing that the funds will go to uh, helping the civilians affected by this tragedy um but yeah glad we're coming at you with a lighthearted episode because i think we all need a little a little laugh um during these times for sure yeah it's definitely it almost reminds me of like when covid was like all we were hearing about in the news cycle in the sense of like it is so important to be informed and like that's our responsibility but at the same time it can be so overwhelming and like such a burden to carry obviously completely pales in comparison to what people are actually going through in that part of the world. But like, it's such a balance of like, do I want to share on social media? Like, is it my responsibility to like spread the word on how I feel? Or am I not educated enough? And like, yeah, it's just a lot of, a lot of tough lines to walk, but hopefully everyone is 
doing well and staying safe. And I think we only have like a small percentage of listeners in that part of the world. But obviously, if you are in that part of the world, we're thinking of you. Stay safe. And if you are like emotionally affected, if you know people or, you know, you're in kind of my position of sort of being like a bystander, but concerned, um, you know, you deserve some self-care as well. So everyone take care of yourselves, be an advocate in the way that you can show up at this time. And with that, we will transition into our segments and the week in review. So last episode, I was in the thick of the vid. I had COVID again, if you didn't listen. Um, So I'm kind of on the upswing from that. I am at the phase where like I'm allowed out into the world with a mask, but not without a mask yet. So I'm excited for that in a couple of days to be able to like get back to my workout classes and that kind of stuff. But for now, still kind of laying relatively low as I deal with like the the last remaining symptoms here Um, and kind of back to the grind with work because unfortunately, like where I work is small enough that because I was out sick last week, I like unfortunately have to pay the price a little bit this week. Like we have some deadlines and projects and stuff that just kind of had to pause without me, um, which is unfortunate, but that's just kind of our our team structure right now. We're a small team. So that's kind of what I'm dealing with is getting back to things. But um, I wanted to talk about a situation that happened recently where I kind of had to be like the bad guy manager for the first time, which is interesting. Uh-oh. So I've been managing people. Well, I've been managing interns for a couple of years now, and I'm managing my first full-time person ever, but this story does pertain to an intern. And I'm not going to like air out exactly what happened. I mean, they're like an early career individual. Of course, they have a lot of stuff to learn. Like we're all going to make mistakes. I wouldn't like someone to talk about my mistakes on a podcast. But basically, there was like a situation that was just pretty unacceptable that happened. And so it was like the type of thing where like as the manager, like I have a like moral obligation to address this. Yeah. <laughs> like not only for the sake of my like organization and like the experience for the next few months of having this intern, but also just like for their future as like an employee, like it wouldn't be right to not try to correct this. Um and so it was tough because I'm like I wouldn't say I'm like that reactive of a person, but I I get frustrated when things that feel like super common sense like aren't to people. And that was like the type of situation that this was. And so in the moment I had to like exhibit a lot of restraint to not just be like WTF. Like, (laughs) yeah. Um, And so it was a good example of a time that like, I really had to like take a step back and like take time to think about what I wanted to say and like what I wanted my approach to be. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to highlight like with that distance, I was able to come at it with like a much more productive lens and like kind of coming at it more broadly from like the why as opposed to just like you did this and that was bad because this like kind of you know a more thoughtful angle and I don't like being the not fun manager like I I even said that I was like these are these conversations are like you know the worst part of (laughs) being an employee like whether you're the one delivering it or the one receiving it like this isn't fun for either of us so like I would love for us to get to a position where we don't we have to have less of these conversations kind of thing um And they did own up to it. Like, I'll give them a lot of credit and hopefully we could move forward with it not being like a recurring issue anymore. But I just like hate, obviously you hate like being on the the receiving side of those kinds of conversations, but I think people don't realize how tough it is also to be on like the delivery side, at least if you're like an empathetic person that like doesn't like 
this type of stuff. (laughs) So like, I honestly think it stressed me out more than it stressed them out because I had to like prepare my words for like a couple days before I could really like eloquently address what I wanted to. Um, So anyways, just kind of a new, new management territory. And like, you're never gonna, you're never gonna hire a hundred percent like perfect people or there's no such thing as a perfect person. So like, it's inevitable that people, if you're going to manage people, you're going to run into like challenges like this, whether they be like cultural or just like experience level and like that kind of stuff. So I'd rather like get these things out of the way early so that I know how to navigate them for the future. But yeah, it was just interesting. It was like my first time being on like the delivering negative feedback side of the equation. And I was like, this actually sucks too, arguably more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's important Mm -hmm. to nip it in the bud for your sake and for their sake. So good job. Very brave. That's some brave ground right there. Yeah. She's so brave. Yeah. (laughs) Me before the Zoom call. (laughs) (laughs) For my week in review, I did a little day trip to Salem with my three best friends from college because me, my friend Am, and my friend Meg all have birthdays within two weeks of each other. We're like a Libra swarm. Mm. Uh, So we always like to try to do something around this time to celebrate all of our birthdays. Uh, And our friend Manda tags along her birthday isn't until June, but nevertheless, she celebrates with us. Uh, So we did a day trip to Salem. Obviously, Salem in October is particularly spooky and festive. Um, And I've actually never, like, explored Salem, like, intentionally walked around Salem during Halloween time. My friend Meg lived in Salem a couple years back, and we did go to visit her in October, for like our birthday celebration but we really didn't walk around Salem because I think at the time she was so new and was so like I don't necessarily know the appropriate way to navigate these crowds and it can definitely be like you have to be smart because it's Halloween at the end of the day and people like to do stupid things Mm -hmm. Um, and like we personally didn't feel super comfortable staying like into the nighttime because we've just heard that it can get like Bizarre. pretty unsafe <laughs> um so do with that information what you will this is coming from someone who has never actually firsthand experienced any sort of bad experience in salem and has very minimal experience in salem but that is what i've heard and that mm-hmm. is the advice that i've taken uh but we had a great time um me personally i wake up every day and dread the fact that i'm not a witch um i would love a power or mm-hmm. two Crucible core is the energy that we're going. No, I'm kidding. The Lana Del Rey song that's like, yeah. this is the season of the witch. Yeah, my, my yeah, my ringtone. Yeah. But I do, I love a witch. Um, and it was a lot of fun. All I never realized how like crowded it gets there. Like all of the stores on the main street have a line just to mm-hmm. get into them. Yeah, it's crazy. And like not even for like COVID purposes. Like I think that's just how yeah. it is like they literally reach capacity um but like we did fire safety upon- <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um but we did stumble upon like an outdoor market and i got some fun goodies there i did there was a candle stand and it's like the fun candles that have like dried flowers and like mm-hmm. lavender and things like that all in it and I'm a sucker for a candle like that so i got the love candle you're supposed to burn these on a full moon And, like, you can manifest based on, like, what the candle is. I think you can also do it not on a full moon, but she was saying that it's more effective on a full moon. Well, Friday the 13th is um, in a couple days. 
Is that a full moon? I don't know. Oh, just well, a, another spooky occasion. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I got the love candle so I can hex Zach. Uh, I'll keep y'all posted on how that goes. And I got the inner witch energy candle. So that one, there is a full moon on October 28th. And I'm like, do I light the witch candle on October yeah, 28th? Yeah, I think that's fun. Witch? I should follow like the moon cycles a little more. I Yeah. I just, I have no idea what is happening at any given time. No, me neither. Uh, and I also went to a bookstore there called Wicked Good Books. And I got a book called... I think it's like witchcraft for self-care or like the witch's guide to self-care. So it has a lot of like herbal uh, like remedies. Remedies, and, yeah. Yeah. That's up my alley. Oh, I love it. And it's just like a pretty book generally. Mm-hmm. So I have it out on my nightstand for like display. But I also like have been occasionally picking it up and being like, let's make some potions. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I've mentioned like – I would love if I had like time, like if I were to be like between jobs and or something like that, I would love to take like an herbalism course, mm-hmm. not at all in like a rejecting modern medicine kind of way, no, but just not. in like a, I find plants so fascinating kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they definitely serve their place alongside mm-hmm. modern medicine, not as a replacement. Yeah. Hammer that in. <laughs> like I think they're but- m- mostly like more preventative care you can do with um like herbalism and then you know more like acute care is when the real you know yeah certainly certainly drugs come in um (laughs) but as far as like weird things happening in salem after dark um grant's brother lives in salem full-time like they own a place right across the street from this like 1600 cemetery which is like so salem of them and it's crazy because they have these like stained glass windows that look down onto that cemetery and they've had a recurring issue where (laughs) these people go to have sex in the cemetery at night oh <laughs> and they've oh. had to like they've called the cop i don't know if it's like the same i assume it's the same people i can't imagine there's that many people with like this specific kink i don't, I don't know. know it's salem yeah i'm not sure so they've had to like call the cops like multiple times because they're like this is literally right outside of our window oh my god so yeah That's anyway actually <laughs> that needs to be unpacked so much <laughs> there's like a lot yeah that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. I ho- well, I hope they stop. <laughs> yeah. We all hope they stop um, for their sake. And maybe they should just get a room. I don't know. Yeah. For literally both Grant's brother's sake and the couple's sake. I'm like, well, and like it. all the spirits. And like, the spirits. Yeah. They don't like, want that. That's no. all they died for. <laughs> exactly. I can guarantee it. <laughs> Not on their resting place. Please. Yeah, literally. Yeah. They're trying to seek eternal peace. <laughs> get off. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, if uh, I was a ghost and I saw two people having sex over my grave, <laughs> bye. You'd be haunted for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, seriously, they must be like curating some bad juju. Maybe it's like in spite. Oh shit. Yeah. Revenge sex over the grave. Yeah, honestly. Now that's petty. That's some Scorpio shit. I hate to break it to you. Yeah. Anyways, let's transition into our favorite. So I've had this on my trailing favorites list to mention for a little while. So hopefully they still have them, but I'll try to find a link. Um, But the other week I went to rehearsal and my plan was to drive straight from rehearsal to an event that we were having in the seaport just because like the route made more sense, like a bonding event for dance. So like straight to like a bar. 
and I packed everything. I packed a dress and whatnot. And I realized I didn't pack any underwear. And I was like, had a leotard. It was just like, wasn't going to work to like wear it under mm-hmm. the dress. And so I was like, I'm not going commando in the Lord's seaport, Boston. Yeah. So <laughs> I decided there was like an airy conveniently located along my route. And I was like, you know what? I could always go for like an eight for 35 or whatever the heck their deal yeah. is. Like, I just feel like my underwear drawer, honestly, I should go through that because I wear 10 pairs of the like 50 that are in there. Let's be so real. Um, so some of the pairs that I picked up during that endeavor were these like boy shorts and it's from their like, it's from their like skims dupe collection. I think it, mm-hmm. it's called like smoothies or something like that. Yeah, that Sm- sounds right. Smoothies with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to find it now, but there are these, are these them? No, these aren't them. I'll find them offline. But they're basically these boy shorts that ha- that are lace, like the entire thing is lace. And then they have a really like thick, comfortable waistband. And I've just been loving them for under dresses because it kind of serves as like, you know, how sometimes you'll want to wear like shorts under your dress, but you don't have to wear like underwear and shorts, just like all in one, which is really nice. And I've really been liking them to just like sleep in or like chill out at home in. And it's nice because they're still kind of cute. Like they kind of have like a lingerie vibe because they're lace but they're still like comfy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've been liking those. I think they're like 15 each, but when I went, they did ring up as part of the like deal, like the eight for 35 or like whatever it was, like they were included. So give it a try. Um, if you're in need of new undies or if you have that issue with dresses as well and you don't want to double layer. Yeah. It's the shorts under the dress is key. Mm Mm-hmm. It really changes. It. I feel so much more confident. I feel like you can tell when I'm not wearing shorts under a dress because I'm just so like stiff as a board. I'm yeah. Like, this dress can go nowhere. Oh, I just no found floor. it. It's called the Super Chill Cotton Cozy Lace Boy Short Underwear. Oh, wait. No, these aren't them. <laughs> Ignore <laughs> me. I'll find them. <laughs> this is a good dupe. Good alternative though if I yeah. can't find the other ones. Um, but yeah. I never like really understood – the point of boy shorts in the past, I feel like. Yeah. But now I'm like, I get it. Yeah, for sure. They're a good dress option. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one, again, I'm going to be honest. I feel like these last couple weeks, I really need to try new things. Um, I'm just staying firmly in my comfort zone recently. But what has been slightly out of my comfort zone is I've been very into soup recently. And I traditionally have not been a soup person historically i have not liked a soup not that i didn't like them but i never was like you know what sounds good right now a soup Mm -hmm. but i think what i've learned is i need to make a soup that has like that's a like satiating like i'll never be like a can't be brothy yeah can't be brothy i like a creamier soup i need a, a pasta in it some cheese maybe some like starchy veg Whatever it may be. So recently I roasted some – it was butternut squash, Brussels sprouts, onion, and broccoli. And I just roasted it in the – in I almost said the microwave – in the oven because uh, I was like, oh, this will be nice to just like have these veggies on hand to like pair as a side with stuff that I make throughout the week. And they're all like in-season veggies. And I made them and then I was at Trader Joe's and I remember Trader Joe's has the roasted – red pepper and tomato soup that is just like a creamy soup base you can have it on its own or you can mix it with stuff so i got that and some like cheese tortellini mixed all that up together in a pot 
is freaking phenomenal. It's yeah. It's so good. It's my hyperfixation meal. I can't stop eating it. There are um, like so many hacks you can do like that with the soups at Trader Joe's, like yeah. throwing in another Trader Joe's item, even if it's like a protein or like beans or something. Yeah. Well, I've seen what I'm going to try once I'm out of the veggies that I roasted is um, people have been putting the cowboy caviar into the mm-hmm. roasted red pepper and tomato I've seen soup. that too. Um, also with some like sort of pasta, I'll probably do cheese tortellini again. Uh, but that sounds really, really good. So yeah, I just, I'm loving a soup recently. Mm-hmm. It's soup season, baby. And I'm, I'm all in. It is. Um, yeah, I can only make like one soup from scratch, but they're supposed to be really easy because you're supposed to kind of just be able to throw in whatever you have with like some broth and make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to try, I saw this recipe on TikTok for, French onion bean stew. Ooh. And it was like you caramelize the onions as you would with like a French onion soup. But instead of making it a soup, you add like white beans and it's like more nutrient dense. I don't know. I'm, I'll look into it. I'll get back. But yeah, I did find the shorts for the record. And they consider <laughs> them bike shorts, not boy shorts. So that was my challenge. Oh. So it's the Airy Smoothies Lace Bike Short Underwear. That's what it's called. And they're on sale right now. For $6 each, which might be cheaper than what I got them for effectively. So Ooh, check it out if you're in the market. Know. Good to know. All right. We're going to take a quick ad break and then we'll be back to read these Reddit stories and react to them. They're all Am I the Asshole, by the way. I don't think we've said that. As you all know, we're both trying to work towards our wellness goals this year, and that's why we're excited to introduce Liquid IV as the sponsor of this episode. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you can get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, and on long flights. We actually used Liquid IV when we were traveling in Europe last year, and it definitely helped us recover after some long nights out. Plus, it was super convenient packaging to keep in our suitcases and in our purses throughout the day. My personal favorite flavor is watermelon, but I'm excited to try the new strawberry lemonade flavor too. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TDH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TDH at liquidiv.com. All right, we are back and we are going to be talking about all these crazy Reddit stories. So these are all from the Am I the Asshole thread and most of them are family related. It's just the last few that are not. So we'll go back and forth on reading and reacting and we've pretty much just seen the like subject line of these. So Mm -hmm. you'll get our raw reactions. That's true. Oh, no. Mine says something went wrong on the first one. Let's see. Oh, no. Oh, it worked now. Okay. Am I the asshole for skipping Christmas with my parents since they won't treat me like an adult? I, female 27, have been with my boyfriend, male 33, for almost two years now. We will be getting married eventually, but it's not a priority. My mom won't let us share a bed if we come see them for any reason. When we came over this last summer, my boyfriend suggested renting a hotel so that we could have privacy and a comfortable bed. It drove my mom nuts that we bypassed her little rules. She wouldn't drop it the entire time we were there, and she made me promise not to do that again. My boyfriend's mom and dad are retired to Mexico, and they're really chill. 
so we made plans to come visit them over Christmas. They're not Christian, so they don't really care when they see their son with regards to religious holidays. We didn't tell my parents we we didn't tell my parents we weren't coming, so they didn't tell her parents they weren't coming to Christmas. My mom asked me at Thanksgiving if I was going to hold to my promise not to stay over at a hotel over Christmas. I answered truthfully that I would not stay at a hotel. I'm sitting here on the balcony of my future in-law's condo, looking at the Caribbean, waiting for the sunrise and enjoying the peace and quiet. I made the mistake of going online yesterday and I saw a bunch of posts from my mom and my sisters about how I was a jerk to lying to them about my plans. I may have been a little tipsy last night because I decided to respond. I said that it was ridiculous of them to try and tell me I couldn't share a room with my boyfriend, that I was keeping my promise by not staying at a hotel when we were there, and that if they planned on putting everything on Facebook, I would be avoiding all visits for the foreseeable future. They took down their posts and people started crapping on them for trying to control me, but some people did agree with them. Now they're texting me and calling to say I was an asshole for making them look bad. I asked them if they were trying to make me look good with their posts. They stopped for a while, but there were more texts and voicemails this morning. I'm kind of liking the idea of skipping out on the drama from now on, but I miss my dad and he's blameless in this. Typical. Am I the asshole? So I'm trying to understand. So basically it sounds like she never, her mom assumed that they were coming home for Christmas and was like, promise me you won't stay in a hotel. And she was like, I promise I won't stay in a hotel for Christmas. But what she really meant was she was going to go stay at the in-laws and like not show up at all. Is that what you gathered? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she was being sneaky and she, mm-hmm. like she was, um, she, she wasn't was lying. lying but she, yes, that's the phrase. Yeah, yeah. I. This is honestly. How do I put this? I think OP is the asshole. Mm. I think that, like, I get it. It's you're an adult. She's almost thirty. He's in his thirties. Like you live together. There's no hiding the fact that they sleep in the same bed or likely having sex with each other, whatever it may be. But, like, at the end of the day, you're visiting your parents' home and, like, in the same way that, like, you probably have, like, rules and expectations of guests in your home, this is theirs. So it's, like, it's not like you're staying with them long term and you can't share a bed with your boyfriend. Like, it's for a holiday. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like my mindset. I would never do it. I don't agree with it. I'm not like Christian, but also like if you make pe- if you make guests take shoes off when they come into your house, like it's really no different. It's mm-hmm. just a rule based on like the way that they want to live in their own house. Like it brings them peace of mind and helps them know that they're following their religion the way they want to follow it by telling you that you can't sleep in the same bed so i'm kind of like is this really the hill you want to die on op like it's come on like <laughs> it is get, interesting get privacy living together did i don't did they ever say they live together i mean regardless i'm sure they stay over I, each other's oh, places and stuff um it's interesting to me though because like i see your point but at the same time like their solution they're not being like okay we're still gonna sleep in the same bed in your home their solution is like okay we're not gonna stay in your home then yeah like they get a hotel and so it's like if like that should be a sound workaround i feel like you know yeah um yeah reddit said that everyone sucks for this one that's like one of the categories for am i the asshole it's like (laughs) yes no and then just like everyone sucks and i do agree because it's like your mom is being ridiculous (laughs) by micromanaging you at this age um but again if that's her prerogative um yeah, so it is interesting. I I do feel I have mixed feelings about the lying around Christmas aspect, but Yeah. I think it's I think it was a reasonable solution to try to stay at a hotel if like it meant that much to them for them to be able to share a bed. 
and like have privacy while visiting. But I also think that it was not the right move to just not tell, knowing that it was going to upset her mom to just not tell her. But I also think, because we haven't touched on this yet, the fact that instead of like calling OP and like getting mad at her for not showing up for Christmas, they instead posted it on Facebook. Yeah, we true. Need to take Facebook away from fifty-year-old women. I I mean this so seriously. <laughs> we have to take it away. Yeah. I don't know how they got access to it. They shouldn't be allowed. Because what the hell? You are literally probably fifty-six years old, and you're posting your family drama to Facebook. Like your own kid. Like you really want to bla- put your own kid on blast publicly <laughs> on Facebook.com? Like you want Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> to have access to your family drama? I don't. Yeah. Well, it someone makes no sense. Someone said, is there a reason you didn't just tell them up front that you would be spending Christmas with your boyfriend's family? They're assholes for trying to control you like that, but I don't really see what you gained by misleading them about your plans. And then OP said, to avoid weeks of my mom trying to manipulate me into going home. Which I do get that, but I think when you're approaching 30, you kind of just got to set those boundaries, I think. You got to set those boundaries or like you could have, if you wanted to avoid it, like being like weeks of that, like you could have told her like a couple days before, hey, by the way, we're not coming home for Mm. christmas like it sounds like she didn't tell her until like christmas had come and gone yeah and she just didn't show up like i'm all for occasionally taking the petty route for the plot but it sounds like you would benefit from like having these conversations with your mom um since this is like a recurring issue but yeah i it is an interesting dynamic i agree with reddit that everyone kind of sucks but most people on reddit say not the asshole I, I agree that everyone sucks. Yeah. This is just, we need to, every, everyone here needs to grow up a little bit. For a bunch of 30 to 60-somethings, let's, let's grow up a little bit. Yeah. The next one is, am I the asshole for telling my extended family how many men, roughly, my sister has slept with? I like how they specified roughly. <laughs> <That's> an estimate. <laughs> an estimate, you know, a guesstimate. <laughs> uh, how many men my sister has slept with after she outed my youngest brother as a virgin? We had a family dinner this evening. My family has four kids in total. Me, my elder sister, 29 female, younger sister, 24 female, and youngest brother, 22 male. Extended family attended our family dinner. So all of our significant others, cousins, aunts, uncles, etc. were there. During the dinner, my elder sister and youngest brother got into a mild disagreement. My sister seemed, at least to me, to be coming across as very aggressive, out of frustration, and losing said argument. The two of them were too absorbed in their argument to realize the rest of us were getting a bit fed up. Eventually, my sister got really fed up and said, shut up, I'm not not going to argue with a 22-year-old virgin. My brother hadn't done any personal attacks up until that point. It was completely unprovoked. I think it might have been the alcohol as my sister is a mean drunk. Anyway, I immediately told my sister to grow up and that she was making an embarrassment of herself. She replied by saying everyone knows he's a virgin and she didn't say anything wrong. Why does everyone know he's a virgin? (laughs) What? Uh, This annoyed me as my bro definitely has confidence issues and doesn't need to be made fun of like this. Aw. (laughs) So I responded by saying how she slept with well over 100 men while she was in college and that since everyone in the family knows this, it's not a big deal, right? Turns out her husband didn't know this, amazingly. I genuinely assumed he must have known. He left the party angrily, saying my sister misled him about her past. Family is blaming me for their marital problems. I refuse to accept I did anything wrong. My sister bullied my brother in front of everyone. All I did was give her a taste of her own medicine. First of all, 
Can we just like, can we just lay the groundwork that like making comments about like anyone's sexual experience as an indication of their moral compass is bad, like in either direction, like, yeah, yeah, there's nothing to stand on. There's, there's no ground there. Like, I don't, what are you trying to say? And like, huh? (laughs) Yeah. I, that was my first thought. Even just reading the title, I was like who you are or aren't having sex with is so deeply personal and like unless you willingly offer that information about yourself it's never up for grabs for someone else to yeah and offer to someone else if they happen to know about your like sex life in any way um so neither of them should have said anything about who the other is or isn't sleeping with yeah well it seems um, like the brother it's the brother seemed like a sweetie pie because he didn't say anything. He didn't say nothing. <laughs> it was the the older sister that what's that called? Like kicked below the belt. What's that called? Oh yeah, like yeah, hit below the belt. Yeah. And then it was like the other it was OP that came in defense. Yeah. So I'm also like when she goes, everyone knows that he's a virgin. <laughs> I'm like, I'll tell you what, my aunts and uncles don't know a single minuscule mm. of a detail about my sex life. Not That's true. Even, as far as they're concerned, I don't even know what sex is. Yeah. So I can almost guarantee that they didn't. Maybe I'm misreading the dynamic, like the family dynamic wrong here, but like, come on. Maybe they're just assuming because like maybe he's never been in a relationship or like never really yeah. seemed to be interested in anyone or whatever. But like yeah. regardless... Yeah, justice not the thing. Him. Yeah, justice for the kid. Not the thing to bring up in front of, you know, your cousins, aunts, uncles. Yeah. <laughs> um, and another thing that stuck out to me is the fact that the husband left upset, saying that the sister misled him about her past. Like, literally, what does what does that knowledge change about your relationship at all? Yeah. I, d- yeah. I don't really understand. I guess it's Unless- maybe it's just the premise of, like, lying you don't like. Like, maybe just... If she if he explicitly asked and you lied, maybe I understand, but like that shouldn't what, impact how he sees her at all, you know? That's what I'm trying to figure out because it to me it seems like he's upset because she like misled him, which makes me think there was some sort of conversation about like previous partners Mm -hmm. which like makes sense like i think it's smart honestly to like anytime that you're having sex with someone new to like at least briefly discuss your recent sexual history to make sure that you're not going to get the clap um but as long as everyone's tested it really and and you're married like it really shouldn't matter at this point and that so that's what i'm confused because i'm like what question could he have asked to make her be like oh, I only slept with, like, two people in college. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's the vibe I get is that she was like, oh, my God, no. Like, I only slept with, like, a handful of guys in college. Mm -hmm. And now it's like – like, it seems very pointed. Like, it seems like we've had this conversation before and you gave me a different answer than what's coming out Mm -hmm. right now. But then I'm like, why the hell were you talking about how many people she was sleeping with in college? Like, Yeah, unless he's, like, one of those trash men that, like, thinks – a woman's value depreciates over yeah. time, you know, like that kind of thing. So, but like, yeah. yeah. So Reddit did say everyone sucks for this one too. <laughs> the brother. The brother yes, sucks. True. King, if you're listening, you don't suck. You're killing it. Well, most it, Reddit says everyone sucks, but there are actually a lot of comments that say not the asshole too. Yeah. Which I think I agree. I, I stand by to your po- earlier point that like, just any comments about anyone's sexual history should be off limits. But it mm-hmm. is kind of like she was just trying to defend her 
brother and it definitely was like a immature way to defend the brother but i think uh the intentions were good (laughs) yeah basically one person summed it up well i won't read their whole comment but they said you suck for trying to put her down in front of a group of people so you're not any better than you know she was basically yeah justice for the brother though (laughs) just someone check on him someone goes not the asshole this brightened my day to read (laughs) (laughs) huh what do you mean glistening melon (laughs) all right Moving on to our next one here. Am I the asshole for walking out of the airport when I saw my husband's mom standing there with her luggage? This one's kind of long, so I'll try to summarize. I, female 30, don't have the best relationship with my husband's mom. Since day one, she tried to make remarks and compare me to her. She then tried to get on my good side and started overly praising everything I do and sometimes even copying me. And then she gives an example sometimes. So anyways, my husband and I took two weeks off of work to go visit some places out of the country. Thing is, I was the one who saved up for and arranged the trip. My husband was responsible for booking the tickets. My husband's mom wanted to come along and threw a temper tantrum when I said no. She called, texted, sent people to talk to me into letting her come, even threatened to call the police and make some complaint to get us to stay if she can't come. My husband said we should just take her, but I told him he was wrong to tell her about the trip in the first place. He gave me an ultimatum and said he wouldn't go if she can't come. And I told him I'd gladly call his bluff, which make him, made him take his words back and say, fine, I'll tell her to stop it because we won't take her. Things got quiet, suspiciously quiet. The day of the trip came and we got to the airport at 2 p.m. My husband was walking ahead of me and was looking left and right like he was looking for someone. I asked him, but he didn't respond. He led me to the waiting area and the first thing I saw was his mom standing there with her luggage. I froze in my spot. I felt a cold wave washing over me and I was fuming inside. She and my husband were hugging. That's when I quietly turned around and started walking towards the exit. My husband followed me while shouting at me to stop. He tried to stop me, but I turned, but I told him off in the harshest way possible. He tried to say I was overreacting and that his mom was there anyway, and I should let it go and not mess the trip up for us. Wow, what a coincidence. She's here anyway. Um, I told him he and his mom could still go and that I was going home. I went home and sobbed into my dog's fur for several minutes. Honestly, that's such a mood. That's like the best part of having a pet. So like, real for that. Yeah, life-size tissue. Um, turned out he booked her a ticket without me knowing. An hour later, he came home yelling and raging about how pathetic and spiteful I was to walk out and go home and ruin the trip last minute. I told him he caused this to happen. He said that I was being so hard on his mom and it's ridiculous. I refused to fight anymore, but he kept berating me, then called my family to tell them that the trip was canceled and it was because of me. My family said I shouldn't have ruined it for myself and should have sucked it up and done my best to enjoy. Did I really overreact? Question mark. This is like so classic. Like, yeah, like. I was gonna say like mother of the son <laughs> you know what I mean like like girl no boy mom who's like too obsessed and then he gets married like this yeah. is such a classic yeah. tale yeah like when the the very opening line of she tried to make remarks and compare me to her um, I immediately out of that relationship yeah lied. yeah <laughs> you'll never see me again yeah this is it's very much giving mother-in-law from hell um and it's also giving – I saw a TikTok that was, like, there's a difference between, like, a boy that loves his mom and a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. This man right here is a mama's boy. This mm-hmm. man is sucking on his mom's teeth at the ripe old age of 30-something, probably. And yeah. And he needs to unlatch and be, be an adult. <laughs> and it's, like, why do you 
why do you let your mom intervene in your marriage? Like, don't you yeah. want to go on this trip with just your wife? Like, <laughs> yeah, literally. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, it's you want you want that time with your wife. Like, it's gonna inevitably change the dynamic of the entire vacation to have your mom literally third wheeling you. This actually happens in the first season of White Lotus. Like this exact situation. <laughs> now that really? I'm thinking about it, yeah. Um, and it was a horribly cringy storyline and everyone hated to see it and so should you. Yeah, that's – and also it's the buying her a ticket anyways, even though they discussed it. Yes, and it's the going like, like – Yeah, because she said – she was like, I will not come if she comes. And yeah. so he was like, fine, I won't take her. And then guess what? He bought her a ticket and she said, I'll bet. I told you what would happen if she came. I'm yeah. not going. So yeah. I'm kind of like, she said it. Yeah. She's just not bluffing. This comment says, I'd get tired of tripping over his umbilical cord. Please. No, literally. Literally. <laughs> um, this is a good point too. You know that if you had sucked it up and gone with them, the entire vacation would be all about catering to his mom, whatever she wanted to do, whatever places she wanted to go, where she wanted to eat, and you'd be the third wheel on your own vacation. Yeah. True. Yeah. So Reddit says not the asshole, and I agree. Yeah. Most people are pulling the the divorce card. Mm Mm-hmm. So So I can't believe he had the audacity. Well, he's a man, so I absolutely can believe that. But Yeah. I, I would agree, not the asshole. That man needs to unravel himself from his mom's umbilical cord. And someone says, and if you do divorce, take the dog with you. Amen. Yes, so <laughs> true. It's like that scene from Legally Blonde. Exactly. Jennifer Coolidge. Classic. All right, this next one is, am I the asshole if I stop paying my daughter's tuition over a disgusting comment she made towards my new girlfriend? My 56 male wife died at the young age of 51 from a car accident. I was okay, wait, so he's warning. the 56 male. Yes, yeah. Okay, that, not, yeah. the wife that, is not the 56. Yeah, the, the syntax confused me there. <laughs> yeah. Um, his wife died at 51. I was in deep mourning for about a year after her death. I met my new girlfriend, C, who's 43 female, around January. C was the one who made me laugh for the first time after my wife died. Aw. She's smart as hell, three Ivy League degrees, has a dark sense of humor that I love, a terrific cook, and overall an amazing woman who I can imagine spending the rest of my life with. She's also on the heavier side, a fact that became becomes relevant later. I have two children, E, 25 male, and A, 19 female. They were well aware that I had gotten a new girlfriend before I first introduced them to C this summer. She got along immediately with E, but A was very, very standoffish. After the initial meeting, I asked A if there was something wrong, but she denied it. C made a few more attempts to get to know A, but they were all rudely rejected. E and A both came home for Thanksgiving dinner. I asked A to please be polite during the meal since she's always been rude in her interactions with C, even though C has been nothing but gracious in return. The dinner was going as well as it could have for the first 10 minutes, although I noticed A glaring at C the entire time. When C went to grab her third helping of mashed potatoes, A said, don't you think you've eaten enough, you fat pig? Oh, no, no, no. C started sobbing immediately and ran off into the bedroom. I felt my face turn red and told A to get out. About half an hour after A left, I texted her stating that I would no longer pay her tuition unless one, she apologized to C and two, C accepts her apology. A must have assumed that I was bluffing because she instead doubled down on her behavior 
behavior during Thanksgiving dinner. I then logged into her university's tuition payment website, canceled next semester's tuition, and sent A the screenshots. She called me crying and begging me to reconsider, but I told her my mind was made up. This story is crazy for a lot of reasons. <laughs> but what we really need to talk about, who's not eating three servings of mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving? So, it's goddamn Thanksgiving. Eat as much so as you true. want. That's nobody's business. That's <laughs> the best side dish. Let's, yeah. Let's be so for real right now. Oh, my God. I want mashed potatoes now. Oh, yeah. Sounds so good. Gravy. Oh. I... I'm struggling with this one because on the one hand, like, I'm trying to empathize a lot with A. Like, I'm sure A is, like, still very much mourning the death of her mom. And this is, like, very much a reaction to, like, you're not my new mom type, yeah. of, type of vibe. Did How old is A? Did 19. 19. Okay, so she's pretty young. Like, she's an adult, but, like, she's not, like, 30 and acting mm-hmm. like this. Like, she's still a teenager and acting like this and also it sounds like c is a pretty nice lady and like yeah. is trying to like tried like multiple times to have yeah, a good, build a yeah. relationship and the dad deserves to like find love mm-hmm. after experiencing something so horrible i like i don't even want to say that everyone sucks i just feel bad for everyone yeah like i'm, like, <laughs> I'm sorry to you all like this is such a shitty situation but feels like we could have addressed our feelings of grief and like yeah. remaining mourning before it had to escalate to the point of like personal blows at someone that's like not involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, I almost wish that OP, like, it sounds like there wasn't really an effort made to talk to A after that like first mm-hmm. encounter to be like, I know this is a lot. Like, how are you feeling? Like, where are you at? What's going on? Um, yeah, it, sounds it just like that escalated to the text. Happen. Yeah. So I feel like I don't disagree that there should be consequences to what she said because that's obviously just like hugely, cool. yeah, hugely rude. But I don't know that college tuition is the best consequence that, i mean maybe there's just yeah. nothing else to really hold over her head like if that's the only like significant value that you're you know providing at this point but like to compromise her whole future if like she has to like take a semester off or something yeah is also yeah. a lot so yeah i that, agree with you i feel bad yeah, for everyone. i i was gonna say it is a bit of an extreme like it, it was a really rude comment does the punishment match the crime i don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Y'all don't need Reddit. Y'all need some therapy. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Someone says daughter's likely still mourning the loss of her mother, but went way over the line. Um, yeah. This is a good point too. I think using money to force an apology isn't the way to get a genuine apology because to her, you're now the guy who moved on from her mom with someone new and is forcing her into student loan debt. If she apologizes, I doubt it'll be genuine, and she may cut ties with you in the future over using money as a manipulation tactic. Everyone's hurting right now, and your daughter is acting very rudely to your girlfriend. Have you tried actually talking to her about why she's treating her this way? It's like you're putting more effort in taking away money than you are in talking to your daughter to figure out the root cause. But I also am like, men just don't know how to handle their emotions, so it it makes so much sense to me that this was his first... (laughs) approach oh certainly (laughs) certainly yeah as as a woman with a with a dad for sure (laughs) i get it and he's doing his best 
he's, <laughs> he, he's also navigating uncharted territory. But yeah, yeah, I I do think this is an everyone sucks. Like it's it's an everyone sucks, but like parentheses, and everyone needs therapy. You've been yeah. through a lot, and yeah. here's a hug. <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right, next up. Am I the asshole for deleting my friend's wedding photos in front of them? This is really clickbait title here. I need the backstory. (laughs) I'm not really a photographer. I'm a dog groomer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I take lots of photos of dogs all day to put on my Facebook and Instagram. It's my thing, if that makes sense. A cut and a photo with every appointment. Slay entrepreneur. Yeah. (laughs) I very seldom shoot things other than dogs, even if I do have a nice setup. My friend got married a few days ago and wanted to save money, asked if I'd shoot it for them. I told him it's not really my forte, but he convinced me by saying he didn't care if they were perfect. They were on a shoestring budget, and I agreed to shoot it for $250, which is nothing for a 10-hour event. I mean, yeah, certainly. Yeah. On the day of, I'm driving around following the bride as she goes from appointment to appointment before the ceremony, taking photos along the way. I shoot the ceremony itself, and during the reception, I'm shooting speeches and people mingling. It started, or I started around 11 a.m. and was due to finish around 7.30 p.m., Around 5 p.m., food is being served, and I was told I cannot stop to eat because I need to be the photographer. In fact, they didn't save me a spot at any table. I'm getting tired and at this point kind of regretting doing this for next to nothing. It's also unbelievably hot. The venue is in an old Veterans Legion, and it's like 110 degrees and there's no AC. I told the groom I need to take off for 20 minutes to get something to eat and drink. There's no open bar or anything. I can't even get water, and my two water bottles are long empty. He tells me I need to either be photographer or leave without pay. With the heat, being hungry, being generally annoyed at the circumstances, I asked if he was sure, and he said yes. So I deleted all the photos I took in front of him and took off saying I'm not his photographer anymore. If I was to be paid $250, honestly, at that point, I would have paid $250 just for a glass of cold water and someone somewhere to sit for five minutes. Was I the asshole? They went right on their honeymoon, and they've been off all social media, but a lot of people have been posting on their wall asking about photos with zero responses. Okay. I don't know... My first question is, I don't know what, like, the etiquette is. Like, if if they were to hire, like, an actual wedding photographer, is it, like, a thing to, like... Yeah. Like, like, do they get breaks? Do they... Yes. And I'm, like, genuinely asking. I'm not trying to, like... Yeah. As someone with weddings as one of my niche interest areas, um, I do know you are supposed to give your vendors, like, specific breaks per, like, labor laws. And they're supposed to have a table either, like, with either like in the main space, like in the dining area with everyone else, or if you're more comfortable, like they can sit, you know, in more like the catering room, but they are supposed to have like a place to sit and like, a, they're supposed to eat the same food as everyone else. Like that's pretty typical. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you did, if you hired a professional, I would say that would be like a minimum expectation would be to like be fed Yeah. the dinner yeah. with everyone else. And that like, in my head, I'm like, that seems common sense, but I also, I, I don't know. Like, I yeah. don't know anything about weddings, and I guess, in theory, you are working the whole day, and if you take a break, that's time that you miss shooting, but, like, I imagine that it the day is planned so that the photographer can take a break at a time where it's okay that they're not getting, like, pictures. And a lot of professional photographers would bring a second shooter to a wedding, like, oh, for true. that purpose, too. So I think it it does kind of yeah. all go back to the fact that she's, like, by herself and not really, like uh, – she's, quote, not really a photographer, a dog groomer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I think 
I don't think that OP's the asshole. I'm like, I think it's pretty reasonable to ask for 20 minutes and a bottle of water. <laughs> yeah, that was very reasonable. It it does make me sad for like the bride because she never gets mentioned here. Like, oh, true. that she gets no photos from her wedding. <laughs> yeah. But and maybe deleting the photos wasn't the best move. Like, maybe he should have just left. And then once he had a second to, like, cool down and wasn't in the heat of the moment, like, decided what to do with them from there or how yeah. to, like, reconcile this. Um, but, yeah. That – and especially when it's, like, your friend. Like, I feel like – my assumption was that, like, not only do you, like, give them a break and food, but I feel like, especially on your wedding day, like, people are – or the bride and groom especially are normally, like, so appreciative of their vendors mm-hmm. that, like, they, like, go above and beyond to, like, try to make sure that they're comfortable and, like, offer them stuff. Um, so the fact that they weren't doing that for their friend, I'm a little, like – you're the ones that are doing a wedding on a shoestring budget. Like, <laughs> you can't you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like, you can't pay two hundred fifty dollars for a photographer and then treat them like shit. Like, yeah, you this gotta. One, I feel like this comment like summarizes it really well. They said, "Not the asshole. They took you off the guest list for this without mentioning it to you in advance. Yeah. You even you went in with the expectation of two hundred and fifty dollars to take high quality pictures while also being a guest at their event, including a place to sit, eat, and drink." And realistically, you did nothing but follow the groom's suggestion. Either continue being a photographer or forfeit your $250. What did the groom think that entailed? He would get all that work for free, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I would reconsider this friendship. Yeah, that I think that's my main takeaway is that if I were in this position where a friend asked for whatever reason, they wouldn't ask me this, but <laughs> for whatever reason they asked me to shoot their wedding and then treated me like this, I would be a little like look, I know it's your special day, but, like, I'm still a human being and I'm still your friend and you're treating me like dog shit right now. So maybe uh, stop. I like this one too. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, especially he mentioned that it was, like, a hot, yeah, 110 degrees Fahrenheit and there was no AC. So I'm like, that do be a – It's, like, a dangerous – Safety. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I like this one too. They said – Everyone sucks. This is one of those times where the sub needs the justified asshole rating. Was what you did shitty and petty? Absolutely. It's a general rule of thumb to not never make big decisions when you're hung when you're hangry. Yeah. But damn, these friends of yours were terrible. But again, your just your behavior was justified, but still asshole behavior. I wouldn't have deleted yeah. the photos. They're someone's wedding photos, so at the very least, I would have given them a second chance before deleting them. I would have said, "Okay, I'm done for the night since you won't let me take a break. You want your photos? The charge is now five hundred dollars since you didn't provide me with yeah food, water, blah blah blah. If you don't pay the five hundred, I'm deleting the photos. <laughs> yeah, hold them hostage. <laughs> well, but I I agree with the sentiment of yeah. it because I think it, emotions were running high for all parties involved, and who's to say that like the groom. The next day wouldn't be like, you know what, like, I think, like, I see where you're coming from. Like, I shouldn't have treated you that way and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, I'll give you the photos. But now there's like, there's no option for like reconciliation. Yeah, really true. Right now. Um, Because I wouldn't, on the other side, I wouldn't forgive someone who deleted my wedding photos. Like, that would be a pretty tough thing. Yeah. To get over, even if I could come to the fact that I was in the wrong. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Yikes. This is why we don't mix business and friendship. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one. 
Am I the asshole for firing an employee after his parents died? I'm the VP of sales at a software company already. Bad vibes. Uh, (laughs) Immediately, no. (laughs) And one of our sales development reps' parents passed away at the beginning of April. Sadly, they were involved in a car crash and both lost their lives. Oh, my God. Now the employee in question is very young, 22-year-old guy and has been with us for about 10 months. He's a great employee and we are thinking about promotions in the next six months for him. His job is high paying, a high-paying one for a new grad, about 90K with commission and base, so we expect a lot from this position. Because of the accident, we let him take a one-month paid leave of absence from work and he's returned a few weeks of the accident or a few weeks ago and his performance is severely lacking. He's super unmotivated, not cold calling, outreaching to prospects for the last two to three weeks enough since he's come back. Our whole management team has noticed this and we decided to let him go because we feel like he need months and months to be able to produce again and we can't just wait that long. We called him into a meeting on Friday afternoon and gave him the bad news. He was very calm and rude about it. Told us to go fuck ourselves and got up and went to his desk, grabbed his few things and left. I thought this was very, very unprofessional and extremely rude. I told my boyfriend about all of this and he said myself and my management team are a bunch of asses and pricks with no hearts. Am I the asshole? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you you are. are. Like, think about yeah. all of the personal turmoil that this young guy is going through and you just threw having a job search on top of that. Yeah. Please. <laughs> That's cruel. Literally. Because he wasn't performing well for two weeks. Yeah. And he's already given you 10 months of value. Of great performance. Yeah. You know that he's a good employee and you know that he's gone through a horrific personal tragedy Mm -hmm. and you're like well you gave me two weeks of not super productive work so gotta give you the boot like come come on and like from what i know i'm taking a little management course actually right now and through that like i maybe things are different i don't know if this is like in the u.s or whatever but like typically you need to put someone on a pip like a performance improvement plan before you actually get let get rid of them um like you can get into like legal trouble if they are blindsided like that yeah so and that very much was not the case here (laughs) i wonder if they like laid him off as opposed to firing him like you know how it's treated differently depending on like how you file it i guess yeah um yeah that's and also when she's like, I thought this was very, very unprofessional and extremely rude. I'm like, girl, you're lucky he didn't punch you in the face. Like, genuinely. Yeah. Oh. And now you have to hire for a new role. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah, you just <laughs> need more work for yourself. And yeah. you're also a prick. So there you go. <laughs> there is an update. Well, should we read some comments first? I've, yeah. Most of them are saying that they're the asshole. Um, yeah. I like I like this one. Um. You're the asshole for firing him without first going through the steps of describing his issues to him and giving him a chance to improve. He's only been back for two to three weeks. It's not about having heart. It's about making a dumb business decision for both you and him. This is like what I was saying. So much smarter to work with this guy to get him back on track after a temporary setback than to push the eject button and have to find and start over with a new person. Because genuinely, like this is me talking, not the comment, um, hiring and training someone up to like their full capacity in a role can take like 10 months. <laughs> yeah. Like literally. It, it's hard out here. Like Yeah. 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 Oh. Well, and also like we're not touching on the fact that he's literally 22. Like 
that is so young. Mm -hmm. Not only is he, I'm assuming this is probably his first job out of college if he's 22. So he's navigating like a new career, lost both of his parents in the same day. Like, come on. Like, what expectations do you have of employees? Like, you're literally expecting employees to give you their entire lives. And that's just absurd to me. Um, Yeah, it's like, imagine your whole world just got turned upside down and like, for better or worse, work is like kind of a constant for people and yeah. you, you they just abandon you too. Awesome. Yeah, like- literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not literally not seeing anyone coming to the <laughs> Love that. The update just says, holy fuck, this blew up. Uh, I know this was shitty of me now. I'm like, now? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I reached out to see – out to him to see how he's holding up. He's staying at his girlfriend's place and she's supporting him a lot right now. I offered to get my headhunter friend in touch with him when he's ready and he accepted. Aw, do you feel better now? Yeah. Do you sleep better at night? Yeah. Maybe you just yeah. should have never put him in this position in the first place. Yeah. And I'm like, if a bunch of people on the internet had to make – are the ones that made you feel bad about this – I would maybe consider talking to a therapist. I think <laughs> there's some stuff that you need to unpack for yeah. sure. For sure, you're eating the or you're drinking the corporate Kool Aid, and you need. To oh yeah, relax. Absolutely. <laughs> well, folks, those are our stories. I'm trying to think of what we could make the Spotify question for this one. What is your juiciest family drama? <laughs> <laughs> they have like 200 characters to respond. <laughs> We're like in a tweet size <laughs> summary. Um, I, I'll noodle on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll think of something some clever. It. Just wait. Yeah. Check it out. Just, just you wait. It's literally like, what did you think of this episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, you guys know what to do. You can follow us on Instagram at two degrees hotter. You can send us any advice you need through our anonymous submissions box. You can rate us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts because it really helps our show out. Uh, You can let us know if you thought any of these people were or weren't the asshole or if you disagreed with us. And with that, we'll chat with you guys next Tuesday. Bye, everyone.